0: Welcome to this Stigma Free Vet Zone Special Edition Afghanistan. Our goal with this episode is to provide a platform for veterans, military families, and Gold Star families with a 10 to 15 minute segment to share their reactions to events that are going on now in Afghanistan. We hope that this helps those affected and know that they have a trusted place to express these reactions. Our guest this morning is Chris Swift. And welcome back, Chris. Uh, Chris had spent 55 months between Iraq and Afghanistan, and after transitioning home and uh, severe uh, difficulties with alcohol, Chris is now a veteran peer support specialist with the Captain uh, John D. Mason Veteran Peer Support Program with the Medical College of Wisconsin in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. So, Chris, good morning, welcome back, and thank you, as always, for helping us out and participating.
1: Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I love doing it.
0: (laughs) Well, you bring coffee, and we like that. So uh, take a couple minutes, your 10, 50 minutes. It's all yours, no questions. Your platform, take it away. How do you feel about what's going on?
1: Oh, it's it's definitely, definitely hard to watch. Um, The unfortunate thing is that when the media puts things out there, they play it over and over and over again and you you know i really feel for the vietnam vets like i know being in afghanistan and seeing how it's breaking down right now but the vietnam vets they've had 46 years to get to a better place and you know all the progress that they made and now you take that picture of saigon falling and the picture of kabul falling and put them right next to each other that's a very triggering event for a lot of the veterans unfortunately we didn't foresee that coming out like that and we have a lot of people struggling silently now and you know there's been the things that we've had the town halls at the war memorial and we put information out there have been a lot of the news outlets that have been interviewing veterans and trying to get this information out in hopes that we can reach reach these people that are being even more silent, you know, because Vietnam vets, they came home and then they got busy. They went right to work and they were working, 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 you know, and then as as they go on, they're like, oh, I got something going on. I'm going to go to the VA. I'm going to go talk to somebody. I'm going to do something that's going to get me in a better place. Well, once they did that and they're making all this progress making all this progress it seems like these 30 second videos that they have on the news are just bringing them right back to saigon right back to wherever they were in vietnam and when it when it kicked off everybody was like oh we got to check on the on the afghan afghanistan veterans we got to make sure they're okay we got to do that but and then it kind of like forgot about well other veterans are going to be triggered as well this is this is one of the things that the veteran community they feel for each other when bad things happen they feel they have empathy they they are very compassionate towards each other and then they come we come together as a community and we try to help each other we try to stay ahead of everything you know we've got this going on and people are struggling with this and in a week and a half we're going to have 9-11 20th anniversary which is going to be plastered all over the news all, everywhere you go, they're going to have something that says, remember, 20 years later, you know, because I think, I know I I remember exactly where I was when 9-11 happened. I was at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, ER, and Georgia Tuckness, who was the lady who was at the front desk, says, oh, my God, a plane crashed in the World Trade Center. So we're not thinking that it's a terrorist attack right away. We're thinking, oh, my God, somebody some mechanical issue forced it to go there and then we were watching the video and then the second one hit so we're like oh my god and that day really changed my life because it set in motion that oh we're gonna end up going to war with afghanistan make them pay for the terrorist attack because that's that's who got the blame on that one and then we went to iraq again so i ended up like you said 55 months of my life was changed because of that scenario so fast forwarding to now you know after my my service after getting in all this trouble and everything like that the goal is to help others and by doing that is just one of the one of the best things you can do is just be there be there to listen be there to talk to be there just to hold the hand because people are struggling and it's not just the Afghan vets it's the Iraqi vets the Somali vets the Korean War vets, the Vietnam vets. It's everybody. We're not just we're not just exclusively like as the Afghanistan vets, we're not the ones, the only ones that are just suffering. It's this is coming back for everybody, you know. And I feel I feel awful that forty six years later, the Vietnam vets are like, Oh my God, I see this happening again. This is exactly what happened with us in Vietnam and we're just going through it once again. And I wish we could stay in front of things like that. Like we I wish we could have been more ready because we weren't expecting this to happen in Afghanistan like it did. But unfortunately, it did, and we need to get the word out that there are programs out there. There are people that'll listen, people that'll talk to you. We have to get that out because we don't want people suffering silently anymore. There's been so much work that has been put in for the mental health aspect of things, so we need to make sure that people know, you know. And if you are are a veteran that you've been doing really well you've been making a lot of progress and this and this situation kind of takes you back kind of pulls you back in don't hesitate to to reach out to talk to somebody you know there are so many assets that are available like the va website has it the captain john d mason which the program which i work we have a facebook page you can go on there you can contact us through there you know, it's just Captain John D. Mason on, you know, you just put that in the search engine on Facebook and our program will pop up and you can contact us if you're a family member and you're worried about it. Family members are probably, if you want to def- define hero, which I, I believe that not everybody that puts on the uniform is a hero, not everybody that has deployed is a hero, but these families that are that are going through this with the veteran – they are heroes. They make a difference, you know, without our families. How many people would have been just completely lost without our families? It's, the number would probably be shocking to so many people, but they get very little mention, but they're there through the hardest times with the veteran because the veteran, when they're going through it, they are using their defense mechanisms to not see their problems. Like when I drank, it was like, I don't want to deal with that stuff, so I'm going to drink, and then I'm going to drink excessively. Well, the family members, they get to see the negative aspects of what the veteran goes through. They can sit there and listen. They can sit there and hold the hands, do all that other stuff, but they have to deal with it on a regular basis. They're always there. Like as vets, we see each other occasionally, you know, and then we can get together. And when we get together, it's always like, all right, you know, I'm around, I'm around the vets. I'm around people that, that know who I am. I'm around people that understand me totally. It's hard for me to talk to my family about it, but my family's been there. They've, they've held me up. They've done everything they can. They've been supportive and everything like that. And they get little mention, you know, but they are an extremely important part of the recovery, of the healing, all these, the moral injuries that we get, the physical injuries that we get. The families are always there, just right there. They are, I would say they're the strongest part. So they're like our backbone. You know, if you think about it, the the family, the strong family unit is the backbone of our existence, you know, because without that, where would we be, you know?
0: We're speaking with Chris Swift, who... uh, Spent uh, on four deployments, uh, 55 months between Iraq and Afghanistan. He was a combat medic, by the way, which is probably, as an infantry uh, soldier, one of the most highly respected uh, MOSs, jobs in the military. But, Chris, let me ask you this quick. Uh, so so we have the the events unfolding in Afghanistan, and you are a counselor, peer counselor. Yeah. How do we take this event? What do we do with it? Do we stay in that event with the anger? How do we take that event and process it to move forward so we resolve it?
1: I think we got to go head on. You know, you just go right at it. You talk about it, get it out, because the more we keep it in, the more we're going to suppress our feelings, the more we're going to want to isolate, and it's going to be counterproductive. So if we can get it out, you know, I'm pissed off that it happened. I'm sad that it happened. I'm hurt that it happened. You know, I've got all these, I'm experiencing all these different parts of the five, five stages of grief, and it's you know it's frustrating that it shouldn't be our event, our our exit should not have been this difficult. Like we are capable of so much and I think we fell short this time. But I think we got to we got to go head on with it. Like we've got this situation and like I said before we got 9/11's 20th anniversary which is going to be everywhere. And how many people are in the military because of 20 or because of 9/11? how many people were like you know what this happened on our soil we're going to make a difference so i think if we go right at it we don't we don't fall back we don't we don't try to avoid it because that's why a lot of us are in these situations that we get into a lot of trouble because we avoid things like this is something we really got to hit head on and then we got to move forward to 911 you know so and I it's all veterans that are affected by this. I, I think right away like the news um, outlets were all, oh my god, this is this is really bad. We gotta make sure the Afghanistan veterans are okay with this. Well it's not just the you know, we're a community. We're the brotherhood, the sisterhood. We are like there's not many communities that are as tight. As the veteran community, there's not too many communities that you can walk into an establishment, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a grocery store, whether it's a library, and you can meet somebody and instantly you guys have a connection. You're able to talk about a lot of the commonalities that you have had, good, bad, and indifferent. Um, The it's it's one of the most difficult things to define. You know, unless you see it, unless you've experienced it, it's hard for people to understand that, oh my God, you know, they're a veteran. Boom, you're like instantly connected. And it's a great situation. So to answer your question, I think we got to go head on and just balls to the wall. Yeah.
0: With the intention of you can. You can retreat from this, you can try and by, uh, bypass it around the side, but the, the objective when you have these reactions is go directly at it, get through it, because what's waiting for us is on the other side. And the more we avoid it, the, the more, as you so beautifully stated, the more it's going to linger and be there. So, And I'm glad you brought up the veteran community, because this is the place that now, even if you've been isolating since you've been out, that is the place that's open and welcome to the veteran, to the military family, the Gold Star family
1: exactly they it's the best therapy you can get is being around another veteran and like you were talking about letting it linger and you know how we isolate and how we uh suppress our feelings like what happens when the next emo- the next significant event happens oh now it's so much more worse because we got this in our little backpack we got this this situation that we haven't taken care of so now we got another one on top of it so it just eventually it's going to become overwhelming and then that's when you know people who have had 30 40 50 years of sobriety this is when they're like oh i got to go back to that because i can't feel anymore and that's what we're trying to avoid
0: chris swift Combat medic with the Army and serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. Give us uh, one couple last sentences of encouragement that, yes, this reaction is there, but reactions are there. We deal with them. We don't make the reaction. We, we are resolving it.
1: Yeah. I, I, this is just another one of the missions that we're given and that we are going to be very successful going through it. We are here. We can depend on each other. We will always be here for each other because the one thing in this universe that is unbreakable is the relationships amongst veterans.
0: Beautifully stated. And tell us one more time, Captain John D. Mason, I'm going to spell that Captain, C-A-P-T-A-I-N, John, J-O-H-N, D, period, capital M-A-S-O-N. Where can we find Captain John Mason?
1: Um, so we work out of the medical college of Wisconsin, but if you go on, uh, Facebook and you put in the cap, you put in captain John D Mason, our Facebook page will pop up and it has all kinds of information on there. If you don't feel comfortable contacting us, you know, there's a lot of other programs on there that you can get in contact with. So, um, Facebook, whether you like it or not, it's a great place. It's a great place to get information.
0: And you also will find resources for military families there.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: not just the veterans. So thank you, Chris Swift. Uh, always an honor to have you in. And our podcast is brought to, to us uh, with a grant from the Charles E. Kubley Foundation. And as we go through these new um, experiences and we have these new reactions, we have to remember that depression, uh, it can be a very, very severe uh, result of some of these situations. I experienced it. Charles E. Kubley Foundation was found based on their experience with family suicide. So don't hesitate to go to e. org and see what those people have to offer on that topic. And of course, with the issue of suicide, depression is probably one of the major ways of uh, distinguishing or recognizing that a person is struggling. So Check out Charles E. Kubley Foundation, and we thank them for their grant supporting our program. And thank you for joining us today. Your comments are extremely valuable and important to us to constantly improve the educational quality of our program. And for more resources, please visit our website at www.orbanfoundationforveterans. And for media conversations, especially at this time with a real person, the Veterans Crisis Line, At 1-800-273-8255, press 1, or text 838-255 to chat. Don't remember, if you're a family member and are struggling, you can call the Veterans Crisis Line. Same number, 1-800-273-8255, press number 1. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, this is educational. It's not stigmatizing.